This doesn't seem like it's... <laughs> Why would you want to do that? <laughs> what? What? Well, how are we supposed to do the show? <laughs> We're doing it. We're doing it? This, this is the show? <laughs> this is the show. This right here? This is where I say, it's 8.21 a.m. Saturday, September the 19th, 2020. I'm Bill. See, you're early. Shush. <laughs> you said Shush. it. Shush. Shush. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane. Ouch. It hurts when I do that. Then don't do it. Well, I only did it for a <laughs> second there. Uh, here we are. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. Uh, such as we are in the ah, remains of grooviness in the uh, earliest possible interactions with the uh, fun fun. On a Saturday morning. <laughs> what are you talking about, Bill? Um, I was trying to make something up on the spot. I'm usually I'm usually better at it. You know, I would say that normally i I've got much more. Um papa and your calliope. Yes, a sense of presence, a sense of the nowness, the ever-present, changing flux, as a friend of mine once said. <laughs> under similar circumstances, I might add. But uh, I think the essential... Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. Uh, ...reality, the essential factual nugget... Ew, boy. Uh, ...needs to be... It's uh, good coffee. ...presented is... That it's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine as per usual. Over to you, Diana. <laughs> boy, that happened really early in this show. Well, based upon the intellectual content up to that point, I felt it was the most expedient use of everyone's time. My own observation about this week is, thank God for rain. Well, rain is a good thing, Diane. I believe we've spoken of this before, as people who kind of like the rain. We love the rain. I hope it's raining in all the good parts and all the places that need it the most. You know what I mean? Jelly bean? I do. That's that's my hope. I can't I can't express adequately the yeah. the feeling that I had when I first heard the rain pattering on the roof. I was just like, "Oh God, thank you, thank this you." This could be it. This and, could be just what we needed. And it did clear the air. It has in mighty uh, fast terms. So. Yeah. I'm very happy about that. Me too. Me too. Otherwise, this week uh, I'm in I'm in the depths of it again, and but doing well with it. It's just busy times, and uh, thinking a lot about just normal everyday experience without all the the bigger critical issues of the day. I don't know. I've just really been very grateful for all of the uh, small things. I mean, just like the rain and a nice cup of tea and stuff like that. I know that it sounds, you know, hackneyed to talk about that sort of stuff, but I guess when it comes down to times like these, there really is a feeling of, 
being engaged with the small. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't be engaged with anything else, really. Yeah. And, the, uh, and the sense of relishing the little things. And this morning I was watching, uh, when you came down, I was watching a video that really enchanted me a long time ago when it first came out. Um, there is a, a series of videos put on by this guy, Matt Harding, who was, he's local to Seattle. And he uh, was traveling the world and one of his friends had told him that to in each of these countries he went to he should do this goofy dance that he did and and it became very uh, it was a viral video became very popular and and I loved that series of videos particularly when he had people dancing with him from other countries mm-hmm. so I was watching it this morning and I just was weeping uh, from not from sadness, but just from the the experience of seeing people just doing a goofy dance together in different countries. And I was telling you, you know, this is so weird because, you know, we're always focused on what divides us. But when all these people were dancing, I'm sure that they weren't given a, a polling question to find out what their beliefs were or whatever. They just all... Are you sure, though, Diane? I'm pretty sure yeah, that they wouldn't have. Yeah. And it's just a bunch of people expressing the exuberance of life. And I just, I just loved seeing that because, and I think I was weeping not only for the, the joy of experiencing it again, but also from the, the feeling of, I almost want to say it's, gets rid of some poison in your system to see things like that. I think I'm going to post it up on my page tonight. Oh, my goodness. Today. That's a bold move, Diane. A bold, bold move. Well, I think it's, uh, you realize that, you know, if we don't allow ourselves these moments of joy, then what's all the other work we're doing about, you know? Uh, You know, we can say that it's, you know, we dedicate it to future generations and such what, but, I mean, you only get this one trip, as far as we know, you only get this one trip through human life and uh, it seemed like in the poorest countries where this guy was the, the children at least the children seemed the happiest were the most exuberant and just you know yeah. given a chance to just do something crazy they just it was a no brainer it's like you don't uh, you don't think Those... twice about it it's like here's an opportunity to, to just express you know gladness at being alive Wow, those kids just, they really tug at my heart. Well, you know, kids, they dance before they learn there's anything that isn't music. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Other than that, I I don't really have a lot today. I mean, I don't feel like we have to talk and talk when we don't have anything going on. I mean, it's... I've I've been having some thoughts. It's been an interesting journey for me this week, uh in following the advice of my friend Tim and breaking out the baritone ukulele. Uh, I think that's kind of... Uh, it's just made me uh, see more layers of the uh, the resonance of my musical journey. <laughs> God, for lack of any words that are actually functional. Anyway, so that's been good for me. 
to play the uke and to think about music when I was a kid as opposed to music now and how it's all kind of the same the same general impulse um, and it makes me glad that I kind of kept my music to myself you know I mean in terms of how I administer it or how I present it you know and that I wasn't more caught up in a struggle to to fulfill some other um, idea of success you know I feel like I've, it, it helps me feel successful in my life to have that, all that memory uh, be with me in a way that it's maybe not been. Um, but, you know, music was a pretty big part of my childhood, and not just playing it, but performing it. And I had, my parents were entertainers. You know, my mom still is on some level. Put my mom in a social situation, she's going to, you know, she's going to be entertaining. And my dad was the same way, uh, to a great degree. So I think I part of my childhood education wasn't just on how to make chords on an instrument and, and sing with confidence, but also um, how to make people laugh or how to, how to you know, keep a moment interesting um, and I think all of those little filaments of my education and upbringing are being put to use right now I was telling Tim I think I'm not sure that I've ever felt more uh, in my element in terms of putting all of my talents and skills to use altogether just the idea that I've been able to take my songs and my poems and present them together that's that's bringing two major threads of my life together not just the poetry i've written but the poetry i've loved uh from most of my adult or all of my adult life so that's been a, that's been a nice thing to recognize in the midst of a lot of tumult that it has put me in a position to put more of my talents to use all at once uh, than I've ever been able to do before. Up till now, these threads of my life have had their kind of their separate channels, yeah, uh, wherein they exist and continue to exist and thrive to whatever degree they do, and bring me a sense of uh, uh, fulfillment in that I'm I'm executing the prim my primary duty, I think, which for me is writing and playing my guitar. And singing, um, but I don't know how it brought them into a, a single channel. Anyway. I sure loved hearing the ukulele upstairs while you were practicing. Yeah, and I've got very, you know, I, 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 rec I recognize what that when I was playing the uke as my main instrument, I was, it was very rudimentary. It was just, I have never felt the creative, uh, freedom on the ukulele that I feel on the guitar. Finger picking isn't something that, I mean, I started finger picking on the uke because I remember learning my first uh, finger picking pattern, which was not the Travis pick, but was this other one that my sister learned in a guitar lessons. So she took guitar lessons for a year or two uh, when we were kids, and she taught me this one picking pattern that she had learned. And I never use it anymore, but I, I still know it. 
it's a one three four two three four two three one. And I could not enumerate the Travis pattern for you because I've never tried. <laughs> but and because the and Travis, wouldn't matter to because I don't even know anyway. The Travis, so you know little things, minutia, you know what my fingers do and how you know. At the same time, I'm experiencing a loss of capability in some of my fingers, but I'm hoping that that will be a temporary uh, situation. Yesterday, I picked up the guitar and I couldn't play it all. So I played the uke a little bit, though. I could play the uke, but right now my left hand, my left arm is, uh, seems to hurt the worst when I'm in that posture. So we'll see how things go. Yeah, Tuesday could be all uke. <laughs> All the time. Hey, get used to the gym. Because that's pretty much Bill's repertoire on the uke. So I, you know, I've, I've got to be a lot better instrumentalist since I graduated from the uke. Anyway, that's my contribution to the was, study of the minutiae. But it was very gentle and, and a good accompaniment for your nice, singing. It's got you a know. nice sound, yeah. It's got a great little sound. And it's fun to hear that instrument come alive again because, you know, it sounded pretty dead when I was... Because yeah. it had hung on my wall with a broken string for ever since I moved here. I think I can't remember when the string broke, but I was still in twist. Playing for the kids, I think, when it broke. And it wasn't... And I bought a, a new set of strings for it about four years ago, and they'd been sitting on my bookcase, unopened. So... Thanks to Tim and to Kelly for his help and, uh, you know, the Tuesday night uh, phenomenon. I it am, is sort of a phenomenon. I'm stretching out. And, yeah, and I'm also rereading poems of mine that I wrote in my late 20s and early 30s and finding some substance there, you know. Although it represents a, a guy that I am not anymore, I do remember this guy. I remember... You know, reading that poetry really puts me back in touch with who I was and how I felt at that age in my life and the things that I was struggling with, primarily my dad's passing. Um, so that's been an interesting thing to, to return to. And I was, you know, I used to think when I would look, when I would think back on my old poetry, I would think, oh, I was just playing around with language more than I was actually trying to say anything or, or, or be in any way self-revelatory. It's like my whole lifestyle was about not doing that. It was about still writing and still uh, creating, but to not to kind of come at it from an oblique angle, uh, so as not to be too self-revelatory. And I'm just I'm just not that guy anymore. But I certainly remember him, and uh, so it's interesting. And it's also interesting to read the reread those poems because. They really do say things. Yeah. You know, they really do. Uh, I was making sense on a lot of levels, in a lot of them, not in all of them. Sometimes I was just playing around to see what would come out of my head next uh, and considered that to be something that, <laughs> for some reason or another, I decided to consider finished. You know? But some of the poems it are, are, are pretty, pretty good and actually, at least in my uh retrospective consciousness pretty powerful uh, little nuggets so well and it's interesting to revisit your youth yeah. no matter what i have uh when i was going through the garage stuff i found 
the journaling that I did when I was at the law firm, um, because when I was at the law firm, I had to, uh, I had to look busy no matter what, uh, when I was at the reception desk, right. they didn't care what I did just as long as I looked busy. So I typed a journal a lot of times when I was there and I got rid of a lot of the day to day, the daily journal stuff, but I kept some of the I was using this journal book at the time that actually had suggestions for what to journal about. Mm. And they had things like the stepping stones of your life and um, mm. things about your body. And they called it dialoguing with your body and dialoguing with various your spiritual self and stuff. Interesting. So, uh, I never, I don't recall seeing a book like that. I'm actually a little bit nervous about reading it. You know, I just kind of glanced at it, and there's a part of me because I, I feel judgmental about that young person I was, which is not very fair. You know, I feel no. like, hey, that person was just on the, on the road to find out. So, um, wow, good line. Let me, let me write that down. <laughs> That's the Cat Stevens song I was thinking about this week. But anyway, to to have the the whole idea of revisiting yourself at any time of your life through something that you've written as kind of a an interesting key to your life. Yeah. Because I think you forget the poignancy that you felt at various times. And also to look back and uh, you can actually kind of see the the pieces of you of, of you now uh, coming into being, you know, kind of in process. Or uh, I always think of the John Berryman line: "Henry under construction was Henry indeed." Wow. Uh, yeah, and it's just true. It's just true. And, how much has circumstantially has changed since then, and, but how much of what has happened to that consciousness um, from your 20s or 30s, you know, or even your 40s or 50s? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and what, where it is as compared to where it is now. But, you, but how much of that consciousness remains? Well, that was the know? whole point of the stepping stones uh, yeah. with your life because they start with just, asking you what did you like to do when you were young and all the things that I like to do I still like to do yeah. you know the yeah, me too. I was always involved with music in some way I uh, was always involved with organization in some way all the things that I did when I was a kid I'm still doing yeah I had a I had on Tuesday night last week I put up a couple of photographs that were you know, old family photographs, one of my dad holding the baritone uke yeah. next, next to his mom when they were camping. And uh, so I started going through these old photographs again, too, which I've got on my computer and because I've scanned oodles of them. But um, that one of my dad with the baritone uke I only found about a year ago. Cause my yeah, sis- I don't remember ever seeing my that My sister had photo. given me a box, and I've still got it upstairs, of my grandfather's slides. Uh, because I, was, I, was, I had had some family photos on slides that I had taken to Costco and had them digitized, you know. And so she gave me this little box that she had in her closet. And it's this funky little box 
looks kind of like it's got kind of the same kind of material as an old typewriter case or something like that. Maybe, maybe an old uh, uh, portable sewing machine cover or something like that. And, but you open this door on it, and it's got these three drawers that you pull out and with slides in, in it. And uh, I found some really good. I found the color photo of the Davy Green and Fuel Company in those slides. I'd never seen a color photo of it. And a couple of photos of the building, uh, which lead me to believe that that building was moved up from the old town. I wasn't, it had never entered my consciousness that, that I knew that the family home had been moved up. Uh, and that most of the town had been moved up. But I always saw that building as being made of cinder blocks. And so I hadn't imagined that it would be, but I don't think it was made of cinder blocks. I think it was just the way it was painted yeah, made the way it look it was, that way. I think it had some kind of like tar paper, painted tar paper on the outside. Ah, that could be. Or something like that. It was it just gave, the color of yeah, it, I it think. it gave it that gray look or stucco or something was on the outside of it. But anyway, so I'm going through all these old photographs and then I was, there's a couple of photos of my dad playing the guitar. And I just thought about the about what it was like to watch my dad play, you know, at a party or at a uh, down on the beach, you know, we'd call it a sing. Are we gonna have a sing? Will there be a sing? The magic trick that your dad did. Yeah. Yeah, and the way it would. You know, everybody wanted it. Yeah. Everybody wanted it. And that, you know, it was like, it was like the party would go on and there'd be a lot of social hubbub and stuff and everybody would be having a great time and doing whatever. And then at some point somebody would say, you know, are we going to have a sing? And my dad would grab his guitar and Scott would haul out his gut bucket and Mug and I would grab our instruments and we'd have a sing. So, good memories, and uh, it's good to be able to perform my songs and feel all that continuity of uh, kind of trajectory of my life coming into play. So, thanks, Dad. Rain, Diane. Yeah. Rain. Let's celebrate rain. I know that we've played these songs, these particular songs, on the Bill and Diane show before, but they are truly beloved in our hearts. And every time that that we've had a, a stretch of real dry weather where everything just seems so longing and thirsty for the rain, and when you hear the rain come... I think about these songs. Well, yeah. I think there's, you know, we've, we've touched on the, the metaphoric and uh, archetypal qualities of life as we've been living it here in the last little while. And I think for some reason the smoke was a, just another layer on that metaphor that um, it's like we're all being challenged to not doom scroll yeah. <laughs> uh, in the midst of some pretty ad adverse times. And I think, I think it's probably, I mean, uh, you know, I, please understand this in the way that I'm intending it. It's probably good for humanity to experience this once in a while. 
this level of trauma to kind of put us back in our lives again yeah um and put us back in our in our actual circumstance um and remind us that the that the daily grind as we like to think of it in some some days or just pursuing our careers or whatever um is not the totality of life and that there's more that needs to be paid attention to and i don't think it necessarily means we have to work harder we just have to reorient our attention yeah and and make room again for things uh that are bigger than our uh, what exists inside our walls uh or inside our lives or inside our circles of of friends and family so i think it's good um on some levels as that it's as it's tragic and and horrible uh on a lot of other levels and i don't know when was the last time humanity was put something through something like this maybe world war 2 well the dust bowl when yeah, which uh, was yeah when i listen to rain i always think yeah there have been we've had a lot of circumstances in life that have been pretty pretty harsh yep. and but the reason why i loved rain by cat eggleston from the very first time i heard it i would openly weep and it was because of the gratitude for a, a common everyday experience yeah. you know well, not every day but you know a common experience that happens to all and and how you can see it one way or another you know you can see it as an impediment or as a grace and in this case um it is certainly a grace and then the other song uh i there are a couple of jim page songs that i think yeah, of i think i'm gonna play one. jim cat jim ah then we'll have then we'll have them all yeah all the rain songs that i think of when when yeah. it rains like this When the good rains finally came We stood out under cover We watched the dry earth drink it up Just like a long lost lover We opened up our senses to let it in Felt so good to feel that way again And if you love the water let it rain let it wash away your pain There are reasons to explain If you love the water, let it rain A long time ago when the world was young Innocent life beneath the summery sun Desert flowers and the wild plantain Waiting for the weather to bring the rain And if you love the water, let it rain Let it wash away your pain There are reasons to explain If you love the water, let it rain
Time is such a fleeting thing You know it comes and it goes It ebbs and it flows Waterfalls and rainbows There was a time we kept ourselves apart Surrounded by the dryness in our hearts But life is a natural mystery, they say So I guess we'll just let nature have its way And if you love the water, let it rain Let it wash away your pain There are reasons to explain If you love the water let it rain If you love the water Let it rain One morning My mother said Take the blankets And sheets from the bed just before we cover the doors Soak them all down good and wet Cover the windows too So the worst of the dust won't get through They'll dry hard and black Be washed and put back But there isn't much more we can and it wasn't the same in Michigan Though we left there when I was just five I tell all the kids of four, five, and six And what they've never seen in their lives The rain Millions of drops coming down Swimming holes deep Sings you to sleep And it keeps all the dirt On the ground I have my own ground to sow It's next to the house Dug in low My father said That's your flower bed if you can make anything grow And inside one corner is mine I mark off the floor with a line Wipe down the walls as high as I'm tall Then talk to the kids one more time Oh, Sam thinks you might end up drowning Jane says it could pound you flat Like buckets poured down from miles around I tell them it's nothing like that Just rain Coming down soft as a dream 
Sometimes for hours Drenching the flowers Washing everything Someone else gone Every week we pass a farm All their possessions All out for auction On what had once been the lawn And the dust can ride on a sunbeam It piggybacks on every breeze it's lighter than thought, but it crushes the crops and it fills the air that we breathe. Maybe I'll tell my grandkids someday if I get old how all the kids' eyes opened up real wide at the tall tales I told. Come down so low sometimes to seem to prowl around the alleyways and get into the side streets. And all the world goes soft and the hard lines disappear. And the echo of the footsteps is the music in your ear. And the sing song river runs all along that little crack. I've been all around the world, baby. I keep coming back And now the big boats come to the dock side They tie off and unload And they stay a little while You got a bright light Saturday Liberty night You gotta do it up right You gotta do it in style Maybe hear a little music can I have this next dance? Maybe fall in love if I get half a chance. With somebody like you, yeah, imagine that. I've been all around the world, baby. I keep coming back.
Around the first time I rode the bus, it picked me up hitchhiking. Took me clear across town. I said, I ain't got no money, so that's all right, friends. Just get on board and lay your burden down. He said, Where you going? I said, I ain't got that part figured out yet. Life is so uncertain, yeah, and the future is not set. I'll let you know when we get there, though. That's a fact. I've been all around the world, babe. I keep coming back. I rode that Fremont Bridge so high one time I could have scratched old Mr. Moon right in the chin. Saw that water in the canal down there below and I thought to myself, I'm gonna dive right in. Yeah, but I'm too young to go that way and I ain't ready yet. I don't mind falling that far, I just don't wanna get that wet. It's a carnival of circumstance. Have to have a knack. I've been all around the world, baby. I keep coming back. <laughs>